Hey guys, good to see you. It's Drew. It's Haley. And we have two very special guests today. Unfortunately, Nia's not feeling well, so we had to grab in some re recruitments. Is that how you say that? Recruitments. Or, re or reinforcements. <laughs> reinforcements, yeah, I mixed them. Um, so we have, guys, introduce yourselves. You go first. Teriana. And I'm Nick. I'm going to explain my story as a black woman. <laughs> Nick is definitely not a black woman. <laughs> Very funny. No, no. Nick is going to be um, a different voice. Tell us about your background, Nick, for real. Okay, well, my background is I'm not a black woman. Okay. My name is Nick. I am from Ohio which is a, a far away land uh, in the Midwest. And about a year ago, I graduated from the University of Cincinnati, go Bearcats, with my marketing degree. <laughs> and I got tired of being poor, so I moved back in with my parents and got a job as a graphic designer out here. Yay. I know, thank you so much. All right, and who are you? Oh, shoot. I'm Tariana, uh -huh. and <clears throat> I am a black woman. Okay. Um, Not fun. I do a lot of things. Very, very talented. That's all I got. All right, all right. And, well, I was hoping Tariana would mention some of the things that she's talented at um, because it kind of coincides with uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about today, and I don't know much, but what Haley has told me um, is that Tariana runs a YouTube channel, and mm -hmm. it's primarily beauty-based, and that's what we're going to be talking about, kind of has to do with that uh, beauty standards yes. for uh, the black woman. Plug it up, Tariana. <laughs> Give them an at. Okay, well, what's your at? F-I-C-T-I. All right, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> today we're going to talk about beauty standards and uh, what young girls look up to or thrive to be or, you know, wish to be or want to look like someday. So growing up, um, I was born in 94. So, you know, Barbies was in. Um, mm -hmm. What else was in back then, Drew? Bratz. Uh, were those in? Yeah, yeah, Bratz was in, okay. definitely. Um, so, majority... American Girl. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, like, magazines and stuff like that. So, like, all I would see would be, like, skinny, petite, white girls. You know, and, like, sometimes here and there will be a black baby doll or a black Barbie, but, it like, really big nappy hair. Like, um... And hardly on commercials you'll see black women as well. So all I all I had to see was white women and uh, thrive to be a size two, knowing that none of that was realistic for mm -hmm. me. Um, now it's more diverse. Now we have black women with kinky hair on TV, froze. Um, even the dolls. Even the dolls, yeah. And the dolls are more shapely. Mm -hmm. They're not twigs. Um, yeah, it's pretty much the standard. Mm -hmm. That's, I definitely would say that's the standard for the black American girl growing up. Is that, that's what you would see. Yeah. At least for our generation. Definitely. And above. 
what a, what's uh Nick? What what did I play with growing up? No, <laughs> we know you play with action figures and stuff. Maybe yeah, GI Joe. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Snake guys, though. When you would watch TV and stuff, when you watch TV Ooh. when you were younger, did you um like want like did you picture your girlfriend to look like that when you were a kid? What What do you mean? Look like that? No, not like that. Because we know what you're with now. Yeah, I'm talking about when you were a kid before you even met that. Um, when you all you seen on TV, did you like? Oh, like a Barbie? Yeah. Did you think your girlfriend would look like that? Yeah, you know. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course not. But I wasn't really thinking of that. You wasn't. No, I didn't look at. I didn't look at Barbies and be like. Oh yeah, that's that's what not necessarily Barbies, wife, but like Pantene know? commercials, CoverGirl commercials. Like they're all like well, that's they were. what a woman should look like. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are generally conditioned. I, I mean, I, yeah, I have no control over my my like hard wiring. You know, that's how, that's how I was conditioned to believe. You know, people were and whatnot, but obviously, I had better sense than that because. I've, I, you know, I know people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I know, I know big people. I know little people. I know people of all kinds. So, I guess I had more. I had more sense than to just think of that, mm-hmm. you know, one demographic a person. Another thing with beauty standards is that um, color. I didn't see a lot of dark skinned individuals. Mm-hmm. If there was um, anybody of color on TV, it would be fair skin, light skin. Um, yeah. The only thing is the breast dolls, because there was always the breast doll had a chocolate one. Yeah, the breast doll there was a yeah there was a chocolate mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but I'm talking about like on TV. Yeah, the representative like black girl that they would have for it the groups. It will yeah, be a brown skin, be light skin, it, light skin with light like skin. curly hair, mixed girl hair, mixed girl, yeah, yeah. yeah. never like a kinky cabbage yeah. patch. Yeah, cabbage yeah, patch. cabbage patch kids. I mean, I don't know them off the top of my head. Well, yeah, see, I'm, I'm really out of my element here. <laughs> no, it's okay. We like your opinion. Um, but, yeah, growing up, I had the same thing. I wanted to ask you, Haley, how do you think, like, having the representation of women look to be, like, European, uh, skinny, that certain, like, feature, how did that uh influence your own uh confidence and like self-development during like those formative years when i was younger like seven eight i think i i wanted to be white i wanted to be light-skinned at least Mm -hmm. i felt like i was too dark for anything yeah, I had that same thing. And my mom is light-skinned, and, like, I like, look up to her, like, so much, especially <laughs> growing up. I still look up to her, but, like, I always always think she's, like, the epitome of beauty. And, like, right. I look nothing like her because I'm so many shades darker. And I, like, have, like, a specific memory of being a kid. And, like, as a, as a kid, mm-hmm. I always would put on shows and stuff for my parents and stuff. And I remember one of the shows I put on really, really young, like, I was, like, gonna be like I'm gonna sing this for my parents and it's like crying like while I sing it because I was basically saying like how I wanted to be lighter how I wanted to be whiter because I didn't know like how else to like express it other than singing which is so dramatic but um it is really sad looking back that I even 
felt like that mm-hmm. um, or even wanted that because no kid should ever feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like my first like racist encounter when I was like seven, um, there was, I think I told you, but there was a, um, it was my birthday at Chuck E. Cheese mm-hmm. and they were playing air hockey and the um, the boy said his sister, like, good shot, Haley. And I turned around and said, oh, your name is Haley. My name is Haley, too. She says, yeah, but you're black and I'm white. And I didn't know color. I didn't, like, my parents didn't teach me that. So she introduced me to it. And then, like, since then, then I started being more, you know, noticing. Yeah, yeah. You know, started noticing the difference. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. I just saw somebody my age and wanted to have fun. Yeah, it's crazy, like, as a kid, how it can hit you like that because I don't know if I had any experience where it was like straight up in my face I might have and just blocked it out but Mm -hmm. a lot of it would be like I'd be hanging out like I I lived in a a white neighborhood growing up there weren't any kids that were black or that lived near us and the majority of my classmates were white and like the way that they would treat me compared to other students would always at least it felt a little different I felt like a lot of the time I would be the odd person out um, Mm -hmm. And it could even be that that's not the case, but it, you internalize it at such a young age when it happens once or twice and you assume everybody's like that and it feels like that. And then growing up, I don't know, like when you see the girls that the guys normally do have crushes on and it's like, I look yeah. like that, so there's no chance for me. And that definitely affects, you know, growing up. Yeah. What do you think, Tariana? Yeah, let's hear your uh, experience growing up. Um, my experience, I really didn't have like a racist encounter. Mine was more like all of my friends were mutts. Explain mutts. <laughs> were mixed and not just fully black. <clears throat> and okay. so they had what everybody call what everybody calls like good hair. And for me, I don't think there's no such thing, but. No such thing as good hair. Good hair is another thing that you need to define. Yeah, that's... Okay. That's a whole other topic. (laughs) It is, but... But it's considered a standard of beauty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It definitely 100% is, because everybody feels like... So explain what good hair is. I was explaining my story. You want to explain that? Which part do you want me to explain first? Both. (laughs) Combine. Okay, well, my story first. Got it. I... Most of my friends were mixed, so they had better textured hair, not as kinky and tight curled as mine. So as far as like how everybody thought it was, it was better to have the straight hair or the little bit of curls where you wet it and it do a little, a little shrivel, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And since most of my friends had that, I would get a relaxer and relax my hair to be to like fit into the scenario and hmm. it just well up to this day I still put a relaxer in my hair but this it's because <laughs> <laughs> my hair can't wave without it like you know, regular mutts they can do it they can just wave their hair put the little cream on it and do the little wave 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 but mine doesn't do that, so I have to relax it and do a little bit extra, which isn't a problem now. But when I was younger and I was put relaxers in my head and I didn't understand why or right. or like I would do it to fit in with everybody else who had curly, nice, curly hair. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. But now as I'm older 
it's more like, well, good hair isn't really when you have the nicer, the straighter hair or when it's a little bit curled, it's more when you take care of it. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. defines good hair. If your hair is moisturized or it's mm-hmm. it has all the oils and everything, you got the nice bounce in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then that's good hair regardless if it's like 4C or the yes. best. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Y'all better yes. subscribe to her YouTube. You're preaching right now. Look at I love you, that. girl. Yeah, I, I like that transition from beauty standards to hair because hair is a huge thing in uh, the culture of black women. And it had me thinking like at my literally recently, just since transferring to FPU, because I have had my natural hair journey more recently. And I'll break that down for people that don't know. A natural hair journey is when uh, somebody transitions from having their hair chemically treat, treated uh to get it straight to uh, transitioning to it natural. And I think I might still have some because I had never did a big chop and a big chop is where you cut all of your yeah, hair I'm off. I'm scared to do that. It's a, yeah, yeah. But um, basically since transitioning to FPU where the black population of students it's is decreased. minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's super tiny compared to in Cincinnati when I would see black women with natural hair, you know, like, very commonly. Um, I felt like I wasn't so comfortable with my hair just because of the people that I was around. And it's crazy how the people that you're around can influence that because I know I shouldn't care. I know the people around me probably don't care either, but I have this stigma that mm-hmm. was ingrained since I was a kid that having straight hair is more attractive and people will like me more, especially since I don't know anyone and I'm new to this school and wow. I want to look approachable. I know? thought the same thing. My hair is straightened every day, and mm-hmm. I would I would get it straightened just to put in ponytail. Mm-hmm. Like every, in middle school, like my hair yep, was straightened yep. every day. Wow, I didn't even realize that I was. Yeah, and my mom, um, she my I have a sister who's in fifth grade, and she said she's happy that all she's discovered all these different braiding styles and stuff because. Like, me and my sister used to get relaxer and would have our hair straightened or whatever. And, like, she has said how she's not happy that we had to do that because it does kind of enforce that if, as a kid, if you can only wear your hair not in its natural state, then what does that mean about your hair in its natural state? And I think that's the cool thing about having braids and different protective styles because you're still embracing your natural culture explain what a protective style oh is. yes oh there's so enlightening everybody nobody knows these things oh, right <laughs> a protective style is uh, oftentimes like the braids that you'll see or twists or anything like that that protects your hair and gives it a chance to grow a lot protective styles can also be weaves um it doesn't yeah. really matter it's something that it's you, something where you don't put heat in your hair yeah yeah, yeah basically Heat as mean, flat iron, pressing comb. Pressing curl. Pressing curl. <laughs> anything like that. Anything that'll avoid a flat iron is a protective style. Avoiding heat. Yes. Avoiding heat. Sorry. Yeah, this might be the most like vocabulary we've had in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we need to tell you guys about. Um what about body and Oh man, like first of all, when we were younger, we didn't have social media, so yeah, there was no social media. It's more difficult. Like aim was as far as it went. Yeah, aim. <laughs> and 
we don't and, have and maybe MySpace. Yeah, Facebook. yeah, we had MySpace, but it, nobody talked like MySpace is more fun than it is now. Yeah. Social media is more, you know, putting people MySpace down now. MySpace would be like their Facebook now, right? Or yeah. would it be like yeah, their but MySpace, MySpace is more fun. You got to decorate. You got to have fun. Aim will be like their Snapchat, though. Aim, or would it be like their Snapchat? Aim will be, be just like a DM. Yeah, instant message. Guys, I have no Aim. idea what you're talking about. Wow, so yeah, it's not your generation. Lady, but I was <laughs> yeah. never on that either. Really? Uh, yeah, I am. It got. I think I was a part of like the Facebook group when when kids started finding Facebook and posting selfies because I still have like selfies imprinted in my brain of the popular girls at school that would get the most likes like that stays yeah. with you for some reason isn't it so dumb but i get what you're saying no it does and a lot of the girls that were super popular in like middle school or in high school they don't look the same yeah <laughs> yeah you're not wrong another thing i want to talk about uh beauty standards is the body thing mm-hmm. um like a lot of my friends were smaller than me um, we were all part of the same ethnic group, a little bit, but um, a lot of them were smaller than me, so they will get Hollister jeans, mm, yeah, um, Forever Twenty One jeans. And I'm not saying I'm like big or nothing, like I'm a, I'm a really good size, by the way. But uh, <laughs> but what's it called? I I can't fit those jeans. I can't squeeze into no Hollister jeans. I can't squeeze into. Well, they're not made for people with curves. They're like straight. Yeah, so that would irritate me. Because I feel like I'm too big mm-hmm. or I'm too this, you know, when in all reality, I'm not. <laughs> I remember when the thigh gap, like, was really popular. I think I was in middle school. That should have never been popular. Yeah. That's not cute. Yeah. Let me stop. Girls would, girls would be like, look at my thigh gap. Look at this. I, th- I don't have, like, a lot of people don't have thighs that are made for that. You literally can be underweight and still have your thighs touched for some people. So it, it's kind of a thing that only praises a certain body type and that's usually European or um like Asian body yeah. types that can even do that with their bone structure. So I think it's it's just three sixty now. Like everything that they mm-hmm. used to praise is total opposite. Like I think like what's praised now is thick. Yeah, for sure. Um even Forever Twenty One going out of business, can't nobody fit that. Everybody's buying Fashion Nova. Mm-hmm. And Fashion Nova is an online website. Let me not promote that thing, but either way yeah. it uh don't wear their jeans. <laughs> it helps the helps the curves. What's wrong with fashion over jeans? They can get you sick. What? I think it can get you. I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but like, honestly, it's like a a cancer or something. I know you lying. Yeah, look it up because well, don't never, take me for my words. I never bought the pants. <laughs> I'm thanks always for the inside. Thanks for the inside. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna get a business suit, but that was about Ooh. it. Involves pants. You it just got, you just gotta check oh. the material. Um. But yeah, body image is, it has definitely changed. And then I was thinking even skin color. Um, I think, I'm not sure if pale skin was ever praised, but dark skin. It is, definitely was. Yeah. It started in the Constitution. Girl, don't get me started. No, It was in the Constitution. Um, you know, what, what did Benjamin Franklin say? Basically, he wanted to uh, get rid of all the blacks and make this country, per- uh, what do you say, pearly white? Damn. Damn. Yeah. I missed that part. Oh, I didn't. I had to write an essay on it. <laughs> so, that's, it's always, that's always been the standard. Like, that was the standard building America. So, they kept it going. And 
Uh, I also want to add, because that reminds me, this beauty standard is not just in white versus black culture. In Asian culture, um, there's this idea that the lighter the skin, the more attractive, more beautiful that you can be. I know a lot it's of It's like that with Hispanic. Like yeah. Too. And all around the world, they like will sell skin lightening products yeah. or bleach to make your hair or to make your skin lighter. And it's super sad that it's, you know, it, it's weird because in America, if you're white, then you want to be darker. But if you're not white, then you want to be lighter normally. Yeah. Yeah. The people who are like celebrities and stuff, they skin bleach to mm-hmm. keep their All the time. Beyonce, Rihanna. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? They bleach their skin. Yeah, to keep their lighter skin because it's, that's what makes that's them That's the standard of yeah. beauty. Mm-hmm. Light skin. And that's skin. what's keeping them on top mm-hmm. other than what they're talented for. But... Yeah. Let's see other things. Look at major music artists, female music artists. When do you ever see anyone like darker than brown that really, really makes it? Other than Missy Elliott, I don't know. It's uh, even like mid range, like you know, R and B singers that are like I'm thinking. Um, they're pretty much like or actresses. Okay, now actresses, actresses is no. Lupita has like Rose. I, I love her, but yeah, but um, she's my favorite. I watch her on everything. On is she an older? She's on yes, Angela Bassett. She's okay, yeah, she's yeah. brown. She's brown, but she's we're talking about Except, chocolate acceptable, shit. Acceptable. There's Gabrielle Union. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is that one lady who plays uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, Viola Davis. Her. Yeah. Octavia. But all, and get Angela. Mm-hmm. All these people were in the movie, though, in Black Panther. Whoopi. Yeah. All these. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoopi. Yeah, she's she's yeah, cold. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's actress. That's all. That's all shades. But when it comes to music and Queen staying Latifa. on top. Yeah. She's, kind of, she's brown. She's brown. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's interesting because, well, I guess actresses should have, like, a beauty, too. But I think. A lot of artists sell sex appeal too, and that's what the market is like. Yeah. there's not really any darker skinned women that sell sex appeal, besides maybe Kelly Rowland. I think that's the only one I could think of. Ah, uh, forgot about her. But she was nothing without Destiny Child. Mm-hmm. Who and was who the, became the leader? Beyonce, and who was a lighter, lighter Beyonce. shade? Even Michelle, yeah. she blew up in the gospel charts. We're but. unlocking this like the Illuminati right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all we got for tonight for our beauty standards. Yeah, we and we only really skimmed the surface. Yeah, we just tickled it. But I think that's a good introduction. We uh, threw a lot of different vocab terms at you. Yeah, so. <laughs> definitely. I think we enlightened you guys with some, some cool things. Yeah. Well, we're signing out. Thank you for tuning in. This is Drew. This is Haley. This is Tariana. Nick. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.